0: Ladies and gentlemen, about to join us on the Drew Marshall Show is our very, very good friend and my favorite atheist, George Strom Bolapola, yeah. George
1: yeah. Congratulations on your uh, on your decision, sir.
0: Thank you. Thank you very right. much. Where the heck don't are call, you? Don't call me an atheist because
1: my mom will get really pissed. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. Uh, I
0: don't declare any kind of label. Um, okay. I'm in Los Angeles, buddy. Uh, how are you? Congrats. How are you feeling? I'm feeling quite well. Uh, how long was the ride down this time? This time it was
1: pretty quick. About four days, three and a half. Actually, three days. Okay. Um, so yeah, so I've, uh, I've done it in eight. I've done it in three. It's uh, it's grueling, but I love it. It's a, it's a great way to kind of purge a season and be refreshed and start new projects. What so that's you, why I do it.
0: What do you ride?
1: Um, a BMW GS Adventure. Uh, I have a bunch of motorcycles. This is one of the uh, benefits of never getting married. Uh, over the course of the years, I, I have a whole bunch of motorcycles, and I also don't have kids, so I forget what the hell.
0: Well, if you want to hey, give Michael. any away, I'm Oh, there for you. stop it. You, uh, what's your name? <laughs> Tim. Tim stacked his the other day and the other day. Was it last, last year? Last year, yes. I uh, Gashed it, up yeah. his elbow, and yeah. uh, he hit some soft soil. Yep. Was, oh, yeah, I hate that. I hate yeah, that. It hurt. Um, yeah, no kidding. I want to talk about oh, I don't know, the story of Gord Downey in The Tragically Hip, Never-Ending okay. Present. I wonder who voiced that audiobook. Oh, you know. Oh,
1: you know. <laughs> it was quite an experience to voice that. It was, uh, it was actually very challenging. I have, uh, you know, like you, we've been on the air a long time, so we've done a lot of storytelling. But that one was particularly challenging. There was a lot of emotions in it. I was, because uh, he was not just reading about a thing that we all connect to, but a lot of the times it was my friend and sometimes it was even reading quotes that I had said. So it got strange, and then it got really emotional, and I actually haven't listened to it back probably because I can't, but as you get near the end of the book, you'll hear me choke up a whole bunch of times because it was really, it was really beautifully written, but it was really personal and really, really hard to read, but I loved it.
0: Which makes you more emotional, a never-ending present, the story of Gord Downey and the Tragically Hip, or something about a Greek gangster priest? Well, The
1: Greek Gangster Priest just makes me laugh.
0: <laughs> just makes me laugh. Um,
1: But, uh, you yeah, know, the, the never-ending Present was, was, was quite an experience, and, uh, and I'm grateful for the opportunity to, to, to have read it, and I thank my friends at Audible and Michael who, who put me up for that. But um, you, he, it's poetry, right? And this band became famous, and Gord became a legend pre-social media, so he earned it the hard way. He took it to your town. He went to you, yeah. and that's special. It's easy to have everybody come to you. But for you to go to them, and that's what Gordon the Hip did. So they they, they earned that relationship with us, uh, with kilometers and gasoline and rest stops and yeah. and and soda pop and beers and you know whatever else. So it's uh, it was pretty beautiful. The, the priest thing is uh, watching the detectives. In this series uh, that me and uh, Bob Macklin's created, and it's random. It's Angelus Arrucas is an old friend of mine. This actor, and we used to sit around, you know, smoking hookah pipes at in Los Angeles. 15 years ago talking about stuff to do together and then one day I just texted him and said, "Would you play a gangster Orthodox priest and he wrote back, oh yeah and then that was it <laughs> <laughs> that's how it, that's really how
0: it got going that's funny you know I almost killed a Greek priest when I was on Cyprus in November <laughs> you remember that story yes Tim? yes I was driving oh, up true. in the Greek priest Wow I was driving up in the mountains yeah I don't know Cyprus I don't know what they're called um, and I I did it was a hairpin corner. And I was oh, I was hanging on my side, but this I came around the corner, and this old dude with the big gray beard I didn't know he was a priest until I got close to him. It was right in the middle of the road with his car, and so as we passed, I rolled down my window to suggest some driving lessons, and um, he was a priest, so I didn't say anything. <laughs>
1: anyway. Wait a second, why 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 did the priest thing stop you? Like that should be even more reason. This is always the joke we used to do on the air. Do you want to play? Um, with Christians or do you want to play with AC if you're a sports team and you never want to play with Christians because they already think they won <laughs> so, <there's> no, so, <laughs> I, I was in Haiti was doing some work in Haiti and we were we were flying uh, from uh, Port-au-Prince up to Jacques Mel and as we were going over the the mountains we were in a tiny tiny plane that had no instruments it was all just sight so we were trying to fly through the the clouds through the fog over the mountains but we didn't know where the mountain was so the pilot and I are looking at each other and we're both tearing up this tiny plane, and we're just looking, what are we What are we doing? Where are we going? He says, I think I see an opening there. And finally, at one point, when we were pretty stressed out by it, I looked at him, and I said, why are you here? Like, why are you flying in Haiti? How did you, what was your story? How did you get here? And he said to me, uh, God. And I said, what are you talking about? He said, yeah, it's the mission. God sent me here. And I just went, oh, no. Oh, no. no. <laughs> and he said, what? I said, you don't care if we die. No. It was an afterlife. <laughs> and and he's like, well, no. And I said, do you believe it in heaven? He said, yes. I said, do you believe you're going there? He said, yes. And I went, oh, my goodness. You're not going to take this exit as seriously as I need you to. Funny. He got a good laugh out of it, and we kind of made it
0: through. So well, you I'm know. Sorry, I'm sorry that you had a moment, but I'm glad you didn't kill the priest. Oh, no, I didn't at all. But I went to a big, fat Greek wedding. There were a 1,000 people at this thing. What? And by, by the way, what's that cheese you guys eat? What? The cheese? Yeah, the, the, not the Greek feta the, cheese. The fried, the, the fried stuff.
1: No, I didn't even
0: know
1: what you were talking about. The one they set on
0: fire? Yeah, yeah, it's good. I don't, all he knows is you guys got good cheese. So. Yes. what well, I was going to say, now, when it comes to having uh, atheists or, or Christians on your team or whatever, Harold Ballard would agree with you. You know, he uh, went on air and shot down Lori Boschman when he became a born againer up at that teen ranch and blah, blah, blah. But Don Cherry <laughs> Grape says, give me a team full of them. Because they're like, he, he loved the penalty minutes that Boschman had, you know? The go getters, Mike Gardner, you know, fastest guy in the league. Anyway.
1: And um, how many cups did both those guys win? Oh, stop oh. it. Stop it. <laughs> Burn. <laughs> Jeez. No, nah, I'm just kidding. All, All right, right, listen. Everybody,
0: everybody. Yep. Rabble.ca had a headline that said George Strombolopoulos on love, rebellion, U2, poverty, and anger. What was that? I don't
1: even remember doing
0: that. I don't know. All I'm saying is that's a headline. Listen to it again. And tell me who that... Tim, you pay attention. I'm listening. Who does this remind you of? George Trombolopoulos on. Who does this remind you of? Love, rebellion, U2, poverty, and anger. Jesus. Yes. I think George Trombolopoulos has become a born-again Christian. Oh, his mom would love that. Mom, how do you feel about that? Hello, Mother. Does your mom still listen to my show? I, I, I think so. I she might have given up to- when I came out as a doubter though, hey?
1: No, because you know, I don't because no one actually really thinks you're a doubter. Right? So it's it's they just think that everybody just takes moments away. Now my mom and I we have this new rule which is we're only allowed to talk about she's only allowed to talk about religion, we're only allowed to have that conversation, provided she doesn't use it as an opportunity or any Christian person doesn't use it as an opportunity to talk about how they're the right religion yeah. over anything else. I'm happy to have any discussion about spirituality. Of course, I love my mom, and I was raised in this about home. Um, so we, we have this understanding now, which is we're only allowed to talk about the text and how it makes her feel, but we're not allowed to talk about it in the context of politics, because it just gets us so angry at each other.
0: <laughs> 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 that is just not fun. <laughs> I think that's a sitcom waiting to happen right there. Oh, yeah.
1: I I, listen, I want to do a series about my mom and I when we were like when I was 10, 10 11 years old, and just what it was like being raised by this amazing single mother and how she i mean faith was obviously a huge part of her life but it wasn't just faith it was just straight up hard work and the grittiness that my mother has she's if you ever you met her she's very soft and gentle but yeah. she's as tough and as gritty as anybody i've ever met yeah so we have talked to, to a couple of producers about doing that show but my mom will never want to be on camera no. so we'd have to make it scripted <laughs> well and you say you became came out as a doubter that's the whole there's there's even a doubt in thomas character i know book, so so coming out as a doubter didn't mean that you came out as a non-believer.
0: No, well, hold on. People in the evangelical oh, scene yeah, yeah. heard what I said and went, "Oh, he's an atheist." Well, that's goofy. Well, I'm just not a big patient. certaintist on either sides of the camp. Like we're talking about something invisible here. How can you be so certain it doesn't or does exist? Well, isn't, isn't the whole point to not be certain because that's, that's, that's what that's faith the role
1: is. Of, that's what faith is, right? And so it's not it, to believe in something that's that's clear for you is not the same thing as having faith. And I thought faith was such a huge part of the text.
0: Yes. Well, doubt is more compatible with faith than certainty. Nah, That's nah, the tagline. Nah, so woo. I really, I mean, it's just gone from becoming a noun, my faith, to a verb. That's it. And I actually, I, I'm not sure I'm a believer, but I, I really am a hoper. I do hope that there is yeah. a good creator. Now, that you got to be careful with that because I hope there's a God. Well, what if for this God that you hope is is evil and angry and manipulative and we're just a chess game and he's just waiting to smoke George Strombolopoulos? So, anyway, Tim, yeah, Tim, right in line. Oh, yeah. Tim, yeah, you, you're barking here, George, just want? a quick thing. We have a small degree of separation. Okay. Gaby Fraschetti and Mr. Ciccatelli. Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah. Amazing.
1: He, Gabby and I went to school together, and uh, Mr. Ciccatelli, Rob, was uh, maybe the most important teacher I've ever had in my
0: life. Yeah, um, Gabby is a co worker of mine, and I was uh, Mr. Ciccatelli's daughter's teacher mentor just recently. Wow. So, yeah, small yeah. world, my oh, brother. Yeah.
1: I believe the first time I ever hacked into anybody's uh, computer, I uh, I used, uh, I just had, it was Mr. Cicatelli's and I figured out um, how to how to hack into his computer by using a password, and uh, it was connected to his daughter. That's a true story. I was probably wow. 13. Wow.
0: That's hilarious. Was it Tova?
1: It was not. No, no. Okay. That's the no. one I
0: work with. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Have you, had, have you had your moment? I've had my moment with George. That's all I needed. Oh, jeez. Listen, dude, I don't know what's what going on with do? you, but where are you I, go? where are you gonna go? You I don't do? I whoa, easy. First of all, I don't know is the answer. Secondly, I'll be writing because my hard drive is full, I gotta get it out of my head. So I'll be hopping into the barn at the farm and writing something. So we'll see what That's what great. comes up. Yeah. I can't wait to read it. Yeah. Dude, you have been always so very, very gracious and kind, even in public. Like, that's a great <laughs> opportunity to run when you see my big melon coming at the uh, horseshoe oh, when we're going to see Sayed Ababa Taliba, you know?
1: I would, uh, Yeah, I know. I'm happy to see you, man, of course. I mean, you know, it, it, the key is not to just be gracious to your friends, but to be gracious to everybody, and you're a friend of mine. Um, but no, I mean, it was, it's always nice to see you. It's always nice. I don't ever really talk to you when you're on the air. So yeah. I think we've had more conversations on mic than we've had off mic.
0: Yeah, though usually we're somewhere where we can't really hear each other when we see That's each other. That's true. So, yeah. That is very true. A loud bar with music is always the best. Always the best, man. Uh, dude, thank you very, very much. And I'm sure we will cross paths again. As I said to you in the text, I couldn't do the last show without having you. So thank you, Strombo. Well, and listen, I appreciate it. Congratulations on an epic run, and I can't wait to see what you do next. Thanks, George. You take care, Thanks, man. Bud. See you guys. All right, bye, bye, bye. George Charbelopoulos on the Drew Marshall show. All right, a short break. When we come back, Gavin McLeod will join us. He was the captain of the Love Boat. He was on McHale's Navy. Can't remember the character. Happy something. He was Mary Tyler Moore show. Yeah, he was on there. Murray He's, Slaughter. He was Murray Slaughter. That's right. Why can't you remember Happy these names? Joseph Happy Haynes. We'll be right back. Stay with us.